Welcome everyone and um, my name is Sheila Malloy and I'm the Marketing and Educate Manager at Educate Plus um, and we've run quite a number of these webinars over the past few months in response to the needs of our members. Uh, it's really important to us that we provide you with the resources and support that you need so if you can fill in the survey that I'm going to send out to you following this session we can assure that we're giving you the information that you want and need. Um, today we're welcoming Inquiry Tracker to present on embracing innovative thinking and turning future families into great ambassadors. Um, as Greg and Anthony go through their presentation, if you have any questions, can you please submit these via the chat or Q&A function which you'll see at the bottom of your screen. Uh, this session is being recorded and will be available to you on our website later on this evening. Um, so, as I introduce you to our presenters today, I should mention the considerable contribution Inquiry Tracker have made as an Educate Plus Platinum Partner and New Zealand Chapter Partner and also 2019 Chapter Conference, conference Sponsor. Um, we had planned a national roadshow uh, for June, but we've had to adapt due to our current circumstances. So, we're extremely grateful to have Greg and Anthony here today. Um, they will inform you about their fantastic product in the second half of this webinar. So I'll hand over now and they can tell you a little bit about themselves. Hey, thanks very much, uh, Sheila. Uh, uh, this is, I'm Anthony Campitelli. Uh, Greg and I founded Inquiry Tracker about three years ago. Um, and a bit about myself, as Greg uh, may have mentioned earlier on, I'm based in San Francisco, uh, California. Uh, uh, and I've been here for close to 30 years. My career has been in high tech, Silicon Valley, Apple, um, Adobe, Macromedia, companies like that in high level marketing executive roles. And um, what I focus on, what I love to do is build amazing products that people love to use. I'll let Greg talk about himself now. Thanks very much, Anthony. Greg Campitelli, based in Melbourne, Australia. I've been working in the education not-for-profit sector for 37 years, and uh, together, Anthony and I, uh, mainly in the marketing. I was a teacher, director of marketing, and worked alongside the admissions and marketing team uh, in, in schools on several boards. And Anthony and I founded this company three years ago out of our passion for, you know, really turning our, our mantra is turn those future families into raving fans. Um, whether your enrolments are full or whether you are seeking to grow those or, you know, manage them in a better way, we always think that there's a better way of engaging and managing those. So we're going to make a start. Thank you for joining us. Um, Sheila is managing the Q&A. So if you want to ask a question, just click on the Q&A button down in the bottom of your screen and Sheila will just monitor those and, and chime in and ask this question along the way. It's a small group. So please, over to you, Anthony. Okay, so the big question we ask, you know, the whole topic is about creating uh, great ambassadors, or we like to call them raving fans for your school. Why, why is this important? Well, a lot of things have changed in the marketplace, right? There's one thing that's not changed, and that is the lifeline of every school is still uh, future enrolments, right? But with the current um, situation, maybe, maybe not so much for uh, um, the leading uh, country in the world when it comes to the COVID situation, maybe it's not so much, but we still think the focus has to always be on marketing and comms more than ever before. It's all about the nature of way families have changed, the way that they search for their schools. Um, it depends what part of the world you're in, but they have different priorities and their priorities on their kids and their kids getting the right education for the best bang for the buck, right? And so these future families 
believe it or not, and we'll talk about the difference between current families, future families, and past families, but they all have the ability to be an influencer, right? And we're going to present some data to you that will tell you that this is the number one way people will hear about a school. It's word of mouth, and they typically hear it from someone, and they're only interested in coming to your school if what they hear is positive, okay? Um, I'll let Greg talk a little bit about these three pillars that we've, we, we're introducing. They're not yes. unfamiliar to you. So, you know, often we think about these as three silos. And what do our current families think, you know, and how do we reach out and engage with those families? And most schools have got that fairly well nailed. There's a fortnightly newsletter. There might be a Facebook page, et cetera, et cetera. The past families you know, we must say, oh, no, we've got an alumni engagement program or we're building up a past scholars association, et cetera. But that's obviously the students. What about the parents? I'm a past family. I'm a past parent of my kids went to a certain school. I would like to stay connected with that in some manner. And then there's the future family. So rather than see them as, a, as sort of a separate silos, in fact, they could be quite interconnected. A current family, could also have children that might be coming in the future. And a current family could become a past family who then might also wish to send, whose child might wish to send a child to your school in the future. We see it as a fundamentally interactive dynamic and not three separate silos. And the more you think about it as an interactive dynamic, the better. Thanks, Anne. Yeah, I think the other, the other point we want to make, and we'll, we'll demo this a little bit later on is, wouldn't it be great if your future families could talk to some current families and hear about their experience at the school, especially if they've got kids who are interested in a particular type of program, right? Whether it's a, one of your pillar programs or it's a sporting program and they want to talk to the, you know, the athletic director or the coach or whatever it is. So think about how you can be able to do some of these things, all right? Um, so this is a chart based on, so in, in Inquiry Tracker, you know, we have over 100 schools using the product now. We have close to probably 80-odd 80, 80 thousand um, students that are sort of under, under entry inside of Inquiry Tracker. And when we look at the data through an anonymized um, mode, if you look at this pie chart, and if I click again, you'll see, um, uh, is it this one? Yes, you see that these three slices, which represent a significant portion, you know, like what, 56% of the people, how they hear about the school, 56% are effectively word of mouth, right? They're hearing it from someone, but a lot are current and past families, and a lot is friends and family. So, you know, this is something that you probably know instinctively, but our data is telling that this is, this is for real, you know, like you, you've got to make sure that you are treating this as a valuable uh, influencer in your marketplace. So as Greg was talking about with those programs, think about what could we do with our alumni program to help influence them to speak positively about your school. All right, so I'll let Greg cover this uh, particular topic. These are the core pillars um, that we cover. So often, Anthony, often people shrug their shoulders, Anthony and, and, and Sheila and, and everyone on the call today, uh, and say, oh, we know that the, when we ask people, the biggest reason for people choose our school is word of mouth. And it sort of comes with a shrug of the shoulders. And what to do about it? Well, actually, you can do a lot about it. So if you think what we do influences positive word of mouth, so the, the uniform that the students wear and how they wear it, 
the look and, and environs of the school and the, the chatter that you can create in the community. So we kind of group these into three kind of core segments, brand, engagement, and ambassadors. So under brand, what's our collateral? No one chooses a school because of a great website, but they could get frustrated if it was a bad one. They look at the facilities. What are the types of facilities are on offer? What is the customer service? They're being, how are they being, how's the phones being answered? How are they treated when they arrive at the school? What sort of communications go out? What are the academic results like? And how do the students wear the uniform and how do the teachers present? That, Anthony and I wrap that all up into brand. Under community program, it's about building community programs in the community. Schools can't exist as in silos anymore. They have to have a relationship in the community. And what does that look like? Two examples might be a social justice program. Another example might be a music program where um, the, 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 the ensemble might go down to the local aged care facility and do a performance. That won't generate any enrolments, but it will generate an experience of interaction and positive outcome. Um, then ambassadors, and this is the big one that Anthony and I are passionate about. Staff are a huge ambassador. Students are a huge ambassador. So are our alumni. But today's, we're really focusing on the parents, the past, current and future ambassadors with a particular skew to the future ambassadors because they are your next great chapter and cohort. What does the next six years look like? What does the next 10 years look like? So, you know, the number one, you know, all, you, you all have websites and when people hear something good about your school, guess what? They're going to come straight to your website. And what you don't want to have is 20 menu options to choose from right out the gate. The goal of this website here is to get, is to get leads, is to service those future families. Not so much worry about the alumni. They'll know where to go. The current families will know where to go. They've probably bookmarked their, their student login portal where they go in to look at all the, you know, uh, the grade levels and whatnot of, of their kids. You don't have to worry about that. You have to be able to focus in on getting your leads. And this is where we're going to start giving you these tips, right? So on your website, the number we, we know, we know that leads come in from these four sources. And I'd be surprised if there was anything different. Yes, people will call up on the phone. Yes, they'll send an email. And the odd person might be a walk-in. That might happen a little bit more often, depending on where your school is. But the majority of these leads will come in through open days or school tours whether they be on-site or virtual. They'll make a general inquiry about your school, like, you know, do I have to be of a certain uh, faith to uh, send my child to your school? Or they want to have a personal tour because they want to check it out. Or they would just say, can you please send me some information like a prospectus or an information packet? All right. So if you think about this is how, where people are coming from, I know from, again, from inquiry tr tracker data, that when I sum up the various ways that people get entered into our systems, we know 94% of those leads are coming in online, all right? So it's either an event registration, they're filling out a website form, adds up to 94%. Yes, there's going to be some in-person phones and emails, sure, right? So if you know that 94% of your leads are coming in on your website or events, then you've really got to make sure it's easy for them to find those sorts of things, okay? So what we like to do is we, we have this cycle that Greg and I sort of put together. We think, 
you really want to engage with these future families. And these are tips that you can take away today and start implementing on your own school's website and put some of these in your best practices, right? So you want to engage with them, you want to communicate, then we want you to amaze them because that's going to create the key word of mouth, all right? And we want you to over-deliver, which will even give a stronger effect, okay? So the guy, this is the, 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 the five stages we're going to take you through. And we're just going to walk you through each one of these one by one, right? So remember that website I showed you earlier, uh, the girls' school? What you could do is make sure, even on their website, they have these for, the buttons for their key forms for future families are at the top right. So you can see there's a, a prospectus button here. I don't know if you can see my cursor, my mouse moving. Then the next one is book a tour and the next one is apply now. So these three are focused only on future families. Just to make sure, one of the things I would recommend is you can always have some sort of call to action, a button where you could say register for a tour, right? And make it easy to find. So I ask you this question, is it easy on your website for your future families to find how they can get information and book a tour? If it's not, that's your homework assignment. Um, the next thing is uh, we want to make, uh, what do I do here, Greg? I thought it was, um, okay, I'm going to keep, keep going on here. Keep going. You might have had a slide out of order there. No, no, that's okay. Yeah. Um, so when you, you, when you make those, um, those forms easy to find, we want you to do these following three things. You're thinking about the audience. In other words, what information should you capture? You need to be able to communicate with them. So you're going to want to get things like their email address and phone number, maybe their mailing address because you want to wow them by sending them a, something cool in the mail. And then you want to understand the data, like how did you hear about us or the lead source? Did they come in on an you know, inquiry or a prospectus request, etc.? And so what we think you should do to build out your pipeline, you want to know, hey, this family has got a student that's interested in coming to our school. Make sure you ask, well, what calendar year are they interested in starting and what grade level are they going to start, start at? And by the way, maybe you want to track the student's interests so you can send them relevant uh, content. So here's a good example. You want to limit which fields are mandatory. You can have a, quite a few fields, not too many is, is, is what we recommend, but just make the bare, one, bare minimum ones that are really important like email, all right? Make sure you're using uh, pick lists, radio buttons, where you want to have data um, integrity, where you've got the same answers. You're not having a bunch of text fields that are impossible to analyze. That's another tip. Of course, you could, I mentioned about capturing these potential student interests. So if you've got a special program or something that's unique to your school, uh, you might want to be able to showcase that here. And then of course, why not ask about, well, they might only have one child today, but maybe they've got three or four more kids that they, they could also send to our school. So don't be shy about inquiring about other students as well that could be years down the track. And we always like to ask things like the current school, because then you can identify which schools are feeding other students over to your school, depending on the ages that you offer classes in. I'll let Greg uh, talk about these silos, because you mentioned the silo uh, topic before. Yeah, one of those things that happens in a lot of schools, and some schools are better than others, and I've worked in, in, in many schools across Australia and New Zealand and the United States, um, 
often sort of the Anthony's mentioned that an inquiry, I'm interested in sending my child to your school. They might ask for a prospectus or an information pack. They might attend an event. They might walk in off the street and ask for something. They might ring you up or email. So there's a whole lot of different ways those are coming in. And often the responsibilities, depending on what the question is, could be a different person. Maybe the principal secretary looks after one-on-one tours with the principal. Maybe the front desk looks after casual walk-ins. Maybe the marketing department looks after events. And maybe the enrolment department looks after tracking admissions. So our, our view is that ideally, you know, they should all be talking to one another. And then where, are, where is that data stored? And about the future family data, often it's stored in spreadsheets or in Google Docs or maybe in someone's email inbox. We would have the view, ideally, it would, it would be centrally stored and centrally accessed by all. Anthony. Yeah, I think that's a really good, that's a really good, good point. And that's what we recommend. So if people are filling out these forms on your website, we recommend a centralized database, right? Something that you can get all these different groups entering the data in the same place, right? So you have one common system, you'll have this super um, time efficiency because all the staff would have access to it. Um, of course, if you're asking those right questions, you could forecast your future pipeline. But most importantly, if you are asking those questions, you can do that targeted marketing. So you can start say, oh, here are the students that said they're interested in enrolling in two years and I want to invite them to a robotics camp. Well, don't invite them to the robotics camp if they're all kindergartners, you know. It's only going to be suitable for, oh, if they're starting in, say, year seven or something. And the reason why you would do that is now you are now engaging and reaching out to those future families who are not coming to your school next year or the year after, but maybe in two, three, four, five years' time, and building this kind of excitement out in the community about your school. So over the proverbial water cooler, which is now social media, the you are now influencing and controlling that social media chatter. Um, and you're keeping, you're keeping the kind of the, the flame alive about the good work you're doing. Right. So there's a couple of different ways that someone could fill out a prospectus or they could, you know, register for a tour on your website. So these are, these are good things to do. And so let's say we take that as an example. So someone comes to your website they're going to find that form because we talked about that's was your homework, right? Remember, we said make it simple to complete. So we've done that. The next thing is, remember, this is where you want to start to amaze them, right? And so they fill out the form. You don't want to just sit and say, someone filled out the form. Is someone following up? You want to have an automatic email sent to them saying, thanks for your interest, right? Then that, that would happen instantly. That's what the zero is implying here. And you would send this nice uh, personalized email. And I, I, Greg and I recommend that you, you, you use simple text. Don't overcomplicate these because they want to know they're hearing from someone and you sort of write in a conversational style and they get this nice email. And don't be surprised if you get an email back saying, wow, thanks for sending this so quickly. This is awesome, right? Um, then you want to consider doing a different type of touch. You know, there's statistics out there when, when contacts or leads get, get exposed to different channels like email, mail, phone, uh, they're high, much higher probability of converting. So maybe you, you save some of your really good content and send them some stuff out in the mail to them to, to really amaze them. And then get, reach out to them and, and call them. So you say, hey, get some feedback on, on what you sent them. Find out if there's any special interest that the child has. 
or if they have any concerns about the school. And of course, the goal for all of these things is to get them on a tour because it's, we all know, and you guys know better than anyone, that if you've got a family coming who's serious and comes on a tour, there's a higher probability that those will convert better than the ones that don't. Okay. And again, this is all about creating those future, turning those future families into, into those raving fans. So they're, they're out there spreading the good word that you know, you care, you've emailed them, you've mailed them, you may have called them, and that could be over a three or four week period. You've documented that and you've recorded that the child, that the parent is concerned about the child making friends and, and she's very shy, but she, she thinks she's a bit odd because she loves coding. And so you've now got all that information. You can say, oh, I could do something about that, actually. And, Anthony, and we just park that and reach out to them at the appropriate point in time. Yeah, and then maybe up to 10 days later, you could have another email go out with some other material that would be automatic, right? And so now there's future families had these four touch points over a period of, you know, let's say 10 days, of which most of it's automatic. And that's the sort of goal that we want you to be able to create because that's when you're going to start to get them to go, you know what? This school is on top of it. They, I made an inquiry and they really followed through with me constantly and, and, and met my needs uh, quickly. So the number, one, the number one criticism Anthony and I hear about schools and when we've done lots of parent audit surveys and things like that of future families, the number one common denominator, they, they, they were great the first inquiry and then I didn't hear from the school again until I maybe got round to filling out an application form. And you know what? I'm not going to fill out an application form because I don't think they're the right school for me. So, you know, this is about keeping that engagement up. Even if they don't come to your school, that's okay. But they're going to be saying great things about the school. So for us, the number one goal is to get future families to visit your school. And there's all different types of things. Open days, school tours, one-on-one -on -one tours, a social event, an information evening, or an immersion day. So whatever they're called, whether they're on-site or off-site, make them interesting, use interesting language, discovery day rather than principal's tour. A discovery tour sounds a lot more interesting than a principal's tour. So you're discovering something. So use language to your advantage. So now let's talk about these tours, right? You've got these on-site or personal tours, and, and it depends on where you're at right now, but. If they've got campus access, that's, that's terrific, right? So if you can get them on site, that's awesome. But some people might live a bit far away and they need to do something remote. So they might want to do a, a video tour or a 360 tour or a live meeting. So these are things that you've all probably got in your arsenal and you should use them and they're great, right? Video tours are great. They're easy to access. There's a great way to overview, but you can't really interact with them. You know, you might be able to animate with them and whatnot. Uh, some of you may or may not have one handy, but they're really, the community is really looking to be engaged, but these aren't ex mutually exclusive from one another. We actually think you should have video tours and things of that nature. It's a different way of educating the prospective families about your school. And by the way, that could have been included in one of your email contents that you said, hey, hey, watch this short video about a tour of our science lab or a tour of our school. And our senior kids are gonna be taking you through the experience. A great way to impress your future families. One of the things that Greg and I really like, and you know, most of you are probably experienced by now, I think we're all professionals with Zoom. <laughs> um, most people in the world have now heard of Zoom and if not, have actually used it themselves. We really like these. Um, and 
you know, some schools, especially outside of New Zealand, like I know in Australia and especially here in the US, they're all using Zoom to do their live uh, virtual tours. And it, I think it does show that you are completely accessible. Even if you have the on-site tours, I think virtual tours are now should be part of your mainstay. You think about how many more people you can do tours with. So a little example here is we have one school in Melbourne that was running, you know, I think personal tours every week. You know, they have two or three families every, every Monday and they would take them through. Now they're doing these virtual tours every Monday and they're getting around 40 to 45 families joining every Monday. And so they're quite happy. Of course, they still want to be able to get back on campus, but they can't right now. But this is an example of they're going to probably continue to use that in some manner down the road. And I just encourage you to think about how could you use this technology to your advantage? Maybe you've got a family that lives a little far away and they might be, have a child that might be interested in boarding, then you could have these special boarding tours that you offer up these families, right? And of course, they can engage with you and you can see them and you know their names, etc. So now let's take the tour path because this is another way to get this word of mouth um, and have great make these parents become great ambassadors for you. They've found the event registration form on the website. They've filled out the right forms. Day zero, they get their instant email, right? And not only do you send them email, send them a calendar invite so that it gets stuck on their calendars so they don't forget to attend, right? Whether it's on site or if you do it by Zoom, include the Zoom link, right? And so make sure it all gets set up. And, you know, we think this is a great way to make sure you have a high attendance but it, again, it shows how you're using technology to save you a lot of time. One thing that Greg and I talk about is we understand that a lot of schools are sort of, we like to call them time poor and, and we call it respectfully tech poor. And that is you've got so much to do. You're wearing a few hats. You really don't have the time to say, I've got to figure out this technology thing so I can automate all this stuff. It gets complicated, right? And so you've got to use tools to help save you time and to make you look better and get you the data you need so you can report on this stuff accurately. Once you've registered, you don't want them to forget. Like sometimes you might have an event that's say two, three weeks or maybe in several months out, it might be a big open day that you're running, right? And someone registers a few weeks beforehand or a month beforehand and they forget about it. Even though they put it on their calendar, they sort of forget about it. So, send them a reminder email at least the day before, if not a couple of days before, and remind them if something may have happened at your school, let's say you've got you know, some construction that you started and one of the parking lots is gonna be out of commission, so they've gotta have instructions to go park over the road or whatever it is that you wanna tell them, make sure you send that update with some tips and tricks that you want them to know about. Um, I'll let Greg talk about this because this is where it comes into having this amazing experience and the first impression. So when these families come on campus or join the Zoom meeting, it doesn't matter what you do, um, we can talk about how your, that, that ambassadorship program of your current families is involved to influence your future families. Absolutely. So what we find, we encourage a lot of our schools to do is if they're running a small group tour, an open day or what have you, have students do the meet and greet in their, in their beautiful student uniform and maybe they've got a student ambassador badge 
and maybe they have to apply to be get into the student ambassador program, um, which would be really nice. And maybe they have a PD, which would be really nice. And maybe they could greet those people holding an iPad and check them in. And then suddenly someone said, gee, that was a nice experience. I arrived at the school and I got met by a student who asked me a few questions and spoke to my daughter and I told him she liked coding and I went up and I had a lovely tour and that was fantastic. So I think you have the, you have the arrival experience, it's world's best. You have the tour at world's best, but then what happens the next day, Anthony? So we just got this, this is like, imagine these kids walking around with these tablets and they know who's checking in, they can collect more information, they can ask questions with their parents' permission, of course, about, imagine these older girls or boys talking to these younger girls and boys, asking them what they care about, what they're interested in. It does have a remarkable impact on the family and the children. But after it, once the event has happened, where Greg and I always say, every time you send an email, make sure there's a reason for sending it, right? So the first one was, thank you for registering, and here's the calendar invite. The second one was, don't forget to come tomorrow. We can't wait to meet you. The next one is, thanks for coming, right? So this is a, a, a response to say, we really appreciated seeing you, and maybe you could ask them to do something, like here's a brief survey. Another great tip to make a note on this one. What we recommend is you have your simple three-question survey. You know, what did we do great? What could we do better? Do you have any you know, issues or concerns that we didn't answer for you? And then think about having your students analyze the data and present their findings. Because what will happen is those kids will go home, talk to their parents and say, hey, listen, this is what I did as part of the ambassadorship program. We did the analysis and made the recommendation on what we could do to do better, and they're going to make the changes. Isn't that great? All right? Of course, if they didn't come, you could go ahead and send like a sorry we missed you and you could have some sort of nice text about could, can we book you in for another one? Would you like a, a personal tour? Just email me directly and we'll set it up. That's another tip. So I highly encourage you, remember the goal is make these forms easy to find, make them easy to register and use these tools to, to automate this, this process. And then the last thing, of course, you know, maybe five days after the event, you can also have a call down program to see if they have any questions or you could introduce them to some of your parent ambassadors. Say, hey, would you like to call, talk to one of our best parent ambassadors? You drive them to a page on your website and you'd say, here are our parent ambassadors, click here to contact them. And we'll, we'll demo something in a, in a little bit just to show you what we're talking about so it doesn't seem so far-fetched, all right? And then of course you could then a week later, you could send them something in the mail. Okay, so that, that was it for the first part. I hope you understood about all the, the, the sort of the concept we're, we're trying to get across to you. And we, now we're gonna demo Inquiry Tracker a little bit. And we have um, about half a dozen or so, 10 schools or so, I think, in New Zealand that are currently using Inquiry Tracker. And if any of you wanna talk to any of them, we'd be gladly put you in touch with them. But I want to show you some things for real. So you, could, you can take these ideas and start to implement them. And of course, as an Educate Plus um, member, we're going to do a special offer for you that's, that, that we just want to be able to offer up these new, your, the people that attended today in the New Zealand schools that are part of Educate Plus. So Greg, while I, I'm just going to start bringing up... Um, whilst, whilst you're doing that... You do. Yeah, um, and whilst you do that, thank you. 
everything with Anthony's just shown you in this whole slide deck, you might have gone, oh my goodness, that sounds great, Anthony, in theory, fantastic, but I don't even know where to begin to do all that sort of stuff. Well, the beauty of it is, probably no surprise, is Inquiry Tracker does every single thing that Anthony just spoke about. So let's just demonstrate at a very top level, because we've only got 20 minutes and we'll stop for some Q&A. Um, very top level, we've got a fictitious site here called Sorrento Grammar. And, you know, obviously I could book a tour, I could request an information pack, I could ask a question, I could even apply to the school. We can't run all those different scenarios for you today, but every one of those scenarios would have landed you on an inquiry tracker form, which you could have then filled out. So Anthony's on the request of an information pack page there. If you scroll down, it would reveal a form, which is an inquiry tracker embedded form. We don't leave this website at all. And with a few mandatory fields and I could submit it. Depending on what fields you have set and schools can set their own fields and schools can choose what to display and what to make mandatory. You do not have to make all these fields mandatory. We're gonna run a scenario that says, I would like to book a tour please. And I'm gonna get Anthony to click on the book a tour button. But before he does that, He's just going to open up and I'm just going to scroll down a wee bit if you wouldn't mind, Anthony. And look at this form. And as it starts to, we've obviously got a bit of an internet lag there because he's doing it from America. But can you see the under event type and date? If Anthony holds that down, he's going to go down and pick a, one, a twilight tour on the 23rd of November. On the 23rd of November, I want him to register for that tour in a moment. Before he does, I'm going to pretend he's now the admissions director sitting at his office at Sorrento Grammar. So Anthony, if you wouldn't mind going to Sorrento Grammar and just showing you are now at work and you've logged in and you're sitting at your desk and you're looking at year seven, 2021, and you notice you've got 164 inquiries. Of those, 34 have reached the applicant stage, which is a 21% conversion ratio. Of those, 17 have reached the, the next stage, which is a 50% conversion ratio. And you think, oh, gee, I wonder how I'm tracking for 2022, for example. And he could go and choose 2022 and have a little look at 2022 and take off 2021. And there are the numbers for 2022. That's nice. Let's go back to 2021, if you wouldn't mind, Anthony. We'll just go down to the next little bit. Now, of those 164, 128 are still at the interest stage. 17 are still applied. 17 might be enrolled and two are declined. We could interrogate any one of those audiences at any time we like. Further down, I can see I've had 65 um, uh, prospectuses or information packs go out this year. The last five, one was to Mick Jagger. It's surprising he wants to come to our school. Steve McQueen, that'll be a bit difficult because he's passed away. But um, that's the status. I go further down and I look at what events I've got coming up. And Anthony goes to his pick list there and in the number of events and he goes down to a twilight tour. And right now we have 19 students, 18 families and 57 people attending the twilight tour. A lot of schools run principals tours four times a year on an open day. I say to my staff, how did the last principals tour go? Oh, we had 40 people there. Oh, that's great. How's that compared to the last one? Oh, the last one we had 30, but really, the marketing and admissions office want to know, well, how many families is that? And how many students is that? So we track both. So what I want Anthony to do is now go and enroll a child for year seven, 2021, 
and request a prospectus. And let's let's use a, fuss, uh, a famous New Zealand. What about Russell Crowe, Anthony? He could, be, he could be the father. I know Australia always tries to claim Russell as a, an Australian, which is absolutely outrageous. Notice Anthony's got pick lists. What do pick lists do? Pick lists allow you to run charts and make sure that data is in, is entered consistently. Um, would you like us to send you a copy of our prospectus? Because this event is four months away. It's a long way away. It pops in an address. And of course, if this was um, one of our New Zealand schools, this would al already be pre-populated to the, the, the New Zealand data entry protocol. So Anthony will just put in, put in a, 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 maybe a, a Wellington Street in Auckland or something like that. Uh, I'm making these up, so I, I don't know. I'm embarrassed. I should I should have had something that was for real, and I would never postcode to know if it was correct. But anyway, and of course, we can enter the student name. Maybe the student name is 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 Sarah or yeah, or Chrissy uh, Chrissy Crow can be the daughter. All and, right. Um, yes. Yeah, she she can be the daughter. Chrissy Crow is looking to come at you say year seven, 2021, If you wouldn't mind, Anthony. Again, notice the pick lists. Have you submitted an application to our school? Yes or no or unsure? Uh, what, are, you, are you at kindergarten? And obviously this would bring up all the schools around your area. And if my school is not listed, I can type it in. What's your current school year? Might be not at school or year five, year six, whatever it is. This is nice. Is this the first time visiting our school? Uh, yeah. What made you consider our school? Our schools can put their own pick list in here. And Anthony might choose something. And how many people will be attending? He might say there's two of us. And we, we can have a, uh, a COVID entry protocol, et cetera. And now if Anthony has not missed anything, he hits submit. And if he did miss something, he would get a little warning saying, oh, you missed a field, go back and fill it out. He gets a little green flash, thank you. Your information has been successfully submitted. A whole bunch of things will happen next. Um, the first thing that will happen is the person who just submitted the information, Mr. Crow, would have got a lovely email back in his inbox saying, dear Russell, Thank you for registering for our Discovery or Twilight tour on such and such a date, such a time. Here is a calendar invite. All the best, Director of Admissions, Joe Smith, Sorrento Grammar. He would also got another email saying, here's the prospectus, instantly and immediately. Anthony has not refreshed this page. He now refreshes the page. and Let's see what happens to all the statistics that will now change on this page. Yeah, I'm gonna, before I do, I want to just remind you to make a note. So 19, 18, and 57 were the, the three numbers there. And up the top, remember, for, for year seven, we have 128 interests, 164 total, right? Remember those numbers? So when I hit refresh now, we expect this to jump up to 165. So there it is. It's now 165. Uh, if I scroll down, uh, we'll even see here, the prospectus is now 66, and there's Russell Crowe because we checked that one checkbox and we've tagged that as a prospectus request. And then this will change from that 57, it will jump up to 59 because we put two RSVPs, right? And this is important for when it comes to, you know, really catering or any sort of handouts that you know. So you know, if you've got 59 RSVPs, but you really only got 19 families or 19 bookings, well, you probably only need to have 19 packets to hand out. You don't need 60, you know what I mean? So if, we actually, oh, sorry. if we actually go to this event in question now, Anthony, if we just actually go and have a little look at this question, and now you're at your desk and you're wanting to see about this event, and one of the things that we would uh, often 
Um, one of the most powerful things you can do in marketing is have capped events. So one of the inquiry tracker allows you to have fully booked events. So there's nothing more popular, just ask Elton John, than a fully sold out event. So if you say, oh, I'm gonna run a Twilight tour every th four weeks, I'm gonna set a low cap, maybe 40, and then or 20, and then when they sell out, it'll show up on my web form, fully booked. Oh, darling, these, these events are all fully booked, we better get along to them. So it it's, creates that positive word of mouth in the community. And this is all about positive word of mouth, everything we're talking to you today. So this is you looking at the status of the event. If I scroll further down, a lot of schools manage this in a spreadsheet. This is our spreadsheet. We've got 19 families. And notice the wheel at the top. We've got six returning families and 13 first-time families because we made them answer that question on our web form. So we could, have, uh, we could divide those into two groups, returning and non-returning. Would you just mind unchecking a few families, Anthony, while I just chat away? Um, just did it right, yeah. So basically, in this column of 19 families, and this could be 190 families, in fact, the biggest events we've done are for uh, schools with over 1,000 people attending open days and so forth. And you can probably work out what Anthony's secretly doing in the background. He's just unchecking some information. So you can check people in and uncheck people in. So if you wanted to find this family, this is your spreadsheet. This family would have received a thank you for registering email on the day. They would have received a reminder email. Don't forget to come along tomorrow. They would have arrived at the main gate. They would have been greeted by a student holding an iPad who could then say, what's your name? And he says, my name is Russell. So Anthony types in, because there's 190 people pretend, my name is Russell, is it Russell Crow? And, and you, apart from the shock value, the student, he might say yes, and Anthony could simple, simply click that blue button and watch what happens. Two people are checked in, fantastic, and away you go and enjoy the day. Or maybe he made a mistake, he can uncheck that in for a moment. Just, so you can check and uncheck people in if you made a mistake. Now here's a better way of doing it, click the green pencil, because maybe Russell's come with three people, not two. So Russell, are you here? Yeah. Uh, Chrissy, are you here? Yeah, but I can see you've got two grandparents standing behind you. So let's check them in as well. Make that two, we just check them in. Now we've got four people. They registered for two, but in fact four came. So the number goes up to four. And here's it, now it starts to turn into the raving fan experience. So let's do it in a slightly different way. Now your students are holding iPads, Maybe families are arriving early and students are empowered to have this conversation. It's up to you. So let's ask Russell's daughter a few questions about her. So I click on Chrissy's uh, record and notice everything that was typed here was typed by Russell, not by us. Erica High School, year seven, 2021, year five. We didn't ask about faith. We didn't ask about gender. We didn't ask about um, date of birth, but we might ask, hey, um, Chrissy, what are you interested in doing coming to our school? We've got a few programs here. And she says, I love coding and I love drama. So Anthony could go and find uh, coding or robotics if it's up there. I'm not sure if it's in the list there somewhere. Um, they, uh, yeah, uh, robotics, yeah. over there. Coding club down the bottom right, Anthony. There we go. And we've got dance as well. That's fine. Um, so you can un so hit save. Now we know that this Chrissy Crow likes robotics and Coding, great, fine. Then she goes a bit further up the driveway and we give her a name tag, which you can pre-print through Inquiry Tracker. 
And then the two groups get split off into their returning family and their first time family. They conclude the tour. And the next day they get a thank you for coming email and another family who forgot to go, got the sorry, missed your email. Let's suspend disbelief for a moment. Let's go four weeks have passed, the phone rings, you're working at your desk and say, you've got your dashboard open, Anthony. And if you go and, the, and it happens to be Russell Crowe, who's phoned through reception and says, can I speak to that lovely director of admissions? Um, and the phone call gets put through to you and you search for the name Crow or Russell or Chrissy or whatever you'd like to search for. And I'm not sure, we've got over 660 students in the system here and we're looking for a family called Crow and Anthony's instantly found it. It's about Chrissy Crow. So you answer the phone, it's Russell Crow here, it's about my daughter Chrissy. And I say, lovely. And from memory, Russell, she's at Erica High School and she's coming into year seven, 2021. Can't wait till she gets here. And I believe from memory, your daughter is a bit mad about um, coding and robotics, isn't she? Yes, she's not like me. I loved acting. Fantastic. And you scroll a bit further down and, and I can see that, you know, there's Russell's name. I scroll a bit further down. If he had any siblings that would show up here, let's look at the activity log. On the 7th of the 8th, which is today, he registered for a Twilight tour and he requested a prospectus. Because this tour actually hasn't happened yet, it's three months away, in the little box on the right where it says attended, it has a dash. That will say yes once this event has happened. Let's pretend this event has happened and it's now December. And he says, gee, I was really impressed with that uh, Principal Anthony uh, Campitelli. Uh, is there any chance I could have a one-on-one -on -one tour with Anthony Campitelli? And I'm the Director of Admissions. And I say, certainly. Let's register Mr. Crow for a one-on-one -on -one tour with Anthony Campitelli, who happens to be our principal. So we choose a date. And Anthony might just choose a date that's in the coming week, if you wouldn't mind, Anthony. Um, a start time. This is how easy it is to use an inquiry tracker. Um, an assignee. I'm the Director of Admissions. I'm assigning the tour to the principal. I'm also going to let reception know that it's happening because that's a nice thing. They might, and the head of drama, because Russell Crowe's coming in, I could alert them. I could decide a location, which could be main reception or the, or the robotics studio. And I ask Russell one more question. How many of you will be coming? And he says two. Okay, there's only the two of us. All right, fantastic. And I hit save. And if I, six things will now happen instantly. Item number one, the activity log just got updated under the child's record. You can see it, personal tour. Item number two, it, up, it got updated onto the parent record. Number three, Anthony Campitelli, our director of admit, uh, principal, got a lovely email from the system saying, Anthony, you've got a tour with the Crow family on this date, this time, here's a calendar invite. Reception and drama and robotics department all got emails as well. Most importantly, Russell Crowe got a personalized email from the head of admissions saying, dear Russell, you've got a personal tour with our school on this date at this time. Looking forward to seeing you. And the day before, in this case, on the 6th of August, he will get a reminder email. So if you go back to the dashboard, Anthony, and let's show the folk, and if you could just draw our attention to the personal tours widget. Okay. So I'll just scroll down the dashboard uh, next to the, um, there it is. Uh, event status, you've got your personal tours now. These numbers would have all been just updated by one or two, depending on uh, the totals. But you can see there we've got one coming up on the 11th of August at 10 a.m. with Russell Crowe, right? It's one family. 
You can have multiple families join a tour if you wish. That's easy to go off and add, add more. So this happened uh, instantly. We've also, under the, under the events, we're tracking all these personal tours. So if I went over here, I would see the personal tour list and it would be here. There it is. And this is the person that's doing it, right? So I'm conducting it for this family, all right? And so that's how easy it is. To, this is what we were talking about, having tools used to, to solve these menial tasks that are really hard to stay on top of when you have a, some sort of volume on it. But most importantly, it's getting these insights, getting the visual data so you understand what's happening in your pipeline and also using the tools to create that amazing experience. So when these people who are future families talk to your current families, you're gonna have this great experience. The last thing I wanted to point out, Greg, is part of these sequence of emails that we could do. What if you introduce them? So if I scroll, I go back on the Sorrento Grammar website. If I, if I go to the top, you see I've got these parent ambassador button here. What if I link them to this page here and said, hey, would you like to meet one of our parent ambassadors? So you can scroll down here and I've just got myself on here as a, and they could, I could say, yeah, request a call. So there's ways where you obviously don't want their phone number listed or their email listed, but they could go through the system um, that we use. It's called PeerPal, and it's a great way to have these future families interact with the current families, and they can have an honest conversation about your school. And it's another way of creating this amazing experience so that you can have these like ambassadorships that really help promote your school because people want to hear from other people as well as you. Would you agree, Greg? Yeah, I would, I would chime in there and, and absolutely. So if, if you can say, hey, speak to Anthony. He's been, at our, he's been at our school for the last four years and these kids are all in a robotics program. Oh, that's fantastic. So if we go back to Inquiry Tracker, here's how to turn future families into raving fans. I'm sitting at my desk and my principal comes in and says, hey, Greg, how many people have we got shopping around for year seven, 2021, please? So I go into the students list, if you wouldn't mind, Anthony. And... I say, well, um, we've got, for year seven, 2021, I can tell you, you might just want to reset the filter out. You got crow there. Um, year seven, 2021, I have, uh, and of course the boss could have done it himself. I have 165 students registered. Okay, just bring up the people who are at the interest stage, actually. I don't want the applicants to enrolled. I just want the interest stage, please. All right, lovely. I've got 129. Can you, here's a thought. Hey, how about we ask the coding teacher if he or she wouldn't mind writing a, a Zoom coding challenge for the next three weeks and we just ask the kids who've told us they like coding or robotics. So could you do a search on just the year seven, 2021, who have not yet enrolled, who like coding and robotics, please? Because I've got the science teacher, she's going to run this session for us. So that's great. Let's go in and select the coding and the robotics because it's got a, we, we figure they're both interested in the same sort of thing. We have 45 students. And if Anthony had put the list in alphabetical order for us, I bet you we could find Chrissy Crow. There she is. Chrissy Crow is coming into year seven, 2021. We told her she likes robotics and coding. So what about if we went to maybe the comms module and we designed a beautiful coding invite? And if you just to spend disbelief again and go down to the center items, Anthony, and click on one of those coding ones, just pretend. I know I'm asking you to suspend disbelief a fair bit, but um, there's a robotics invite. Pretend you designed it all up and it went out and Anthony can even show you what it looked like. 
Um, let's pretend you designed this coding camp, coding club. The next three Thursdays, why don't you join us for a coding club and hit send? That would be sent to those 45 kids, or to their parents, rather. And my experience as a parent would be this. I jumped on your website. I registered for this Twilight Tour, which is really nice. I got a lovely email back from the Director of Admissions. I nearly forgot to go, but I got a reminder. I arrived. I was greeted by a student holding an iPad. Lovely. We talked to my daughter, Chrissy. Told her she liked coding. I walked up the driveway, got a lovely name tag. They split us into two groups. They seemed to know I was a returning family. I don't know how. And I went off, had my tour. I came back. I got a lovely email back next day from the Director of Admissions, which asked me a question, a survey question, um, and also invited me to talk to a future parent a current parent ambassador. That was nice. I jumped on the website. I talked to a, a, one of the current parent ambassadors. Pretty impressed. And then, lo and behold, Three months later, I get a lovely email from the Director of Admissions inviting my daughter to a three-week challenge, coding challenge. My daughter's not even starting there till next year or the year after. How good's this? This school knows me. This school knows my family. This school understands my concerns. This school is interested in my daughter at a very granular level. Why? Because Anthony and I have given you a piece of technology that can manage that for you and then you can focus on the higher order things that you'd like to focus on. So I'm conscious we've only got seven minutes left. I'd like to um, hand back maybe to Sheila, who can, um, if she's got any uh, Q&A to join us, uh, or any chats, or anyone would like to ask a question from the audience, they want to shoot um, uh, Sheila a, a question or ask her. I know Anthony's got a special offer, Sheila, that's coming up for the audience, so that's, uh, that's fantastic. And that will apply to anyone who joined us or. Or, or, or has to download the um, it as well. Okay. Sheila, any thoughts, any comments from you? We have um, we don't have any questions in there at the moment. So, guys, if any of you want to um, ask, please feel free to enter uh, your question into the chat function. Um, and, and Sheila, we can introduce any schools to um, any of our inquiry tracker schools that are dotted across New Zealand. As Anthony mentioned, there's about 102 odd schools using Inquiry Tracker. We're quite proud actually because um, this initiative was uh, designed by Australia. Anthony is Australian, uh, is an Australian. Whilst living in America for 35 years, he still maintains a good accent and he still maintains his Aussie uh, passport and residency. Um, but we're actually selling the product in the States. So not, not everything comes from the States to Australia, something's going the other way. So uh, it's, it's, it's nice, isn't it? Sure. Great to hear. Great to hear. Yeah. And it's really important, I think, to um, get that feedback from schools that are actually using uh, Inquiry Tracker. That's fantastic. That's a good point, actually. Um, we release a new feature every quarter, um, uh, folks. And a lot of the suggestions have come from our New Zealand schools and Australian schools saying, hey, wouldn't it be good if? And we go, that's a great idea. And because it's a, what's called an enterprise model, we don't build um, features for an individual school. We build a feature for everyone. So everyone gets kind of everything because there's nothing worse than buying something and you think you bought it, but actually you've only bought a base model and there's all this other stuff that now is extras. And you know, I have a different philosophy that everything you saw today, you get. And Anthony, did you want to just um, uh, mention the special offer? Yeah, I, I saved this for last. So when, when we can go over the details, but look, we really want you to save money, of course. 
Uh, we're offering half a 50% off discount on our establishment fees. These are in Australian dollars. So there's a 12.50 Australian, it's normally 2,500, it's a one-time fee. And then there are subscription fees, but they're very nominal small school. It's only $2,400 a month if you're under 500. Uh, $200 a month. <laughs> sorry, $2,400 a year, $200 a month. I'm sorry, thanks, Greg. Yes, don't, don't, don't hold me on that one. And then we want to, we want to also give you a, a booklet that we've written. It's a, a copy of our Mastering the Art of Managing and Growing Enrollments, which covers a lot of the things we talked about today, but it's got some clear action items for you to do. But if, if you're interested and you wanted to, to join us and become a customer, uh, you'd get advantage of that, that big discount and we'd make that open till the end of September. So there's no burning rush. But if you want to get a personalized demo or you want to get us to answer questions for you, Greg or I are available at any time. You know, we've got the globe covered pretty well from, you know, Melbourne to uh, uh, Silicon Valley. So we're around. I think what Sheila, um, we've got a fantastic relationship with Educate Plus and I think what Sheila would probably endorse without putting words into her mouth that, that um, Auntie and I are educationalists. We're not software. You're not dealing with a web software company. Like you're dealing with educationalists who, who are really trying to share professional development and make, make your school best in class. So anything we can do to help spread that good, good word, that's a good thing to do. And I might just close and hand back to Sheila for a final sign off. Yeah, um, I would also like to recommend your blog um, to our participants because I found you've written some really interesting and fantastic articles on marketing and admissions um, and how to alter your practice to encourage people to um, join your institution. So um, I really would recommend that you check out the blog, um, check them out on LinkedIn. Uh, they've got a great profile. Um, guys, thank you so much for that. Really, really appreciate it. And thank you to everybody for attending.